Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. My Bible. Bible. And the Bible is God's word. I'm who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. I live by the word of God. The word of God is my inspiration. It's my direction. It's my compass. It's my wisdom. I'm ready to hear God's word. I receive the word of God with meekness. I'll never be the same. Never ever be the same. Again, in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to Genesis chapter number one. Thank you, instrumentalists. Go get your Bibles too. And join us in the word of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, if you don't have a Bible, wave your hand. Ushers will help you. I know many people have smartphones, which is good. Uh, You can use your Bible in your smartphone. As far as you are not on Facebook while we are studying the word of God. And if you are using your phone, please uh, uh, put it on airplane mode or something that will make sure that you don't get text messages messages for your friend that didn't go to church. (laughs) Praise God. You know, we've been talking about excelling. This is the year to excel. Don't know somebody say, this is my year to excel. Ask the person, this is your year to excel. Are you going to the top? Are you raining on top? Are you staying on top? Say, so start, start now. Hallelujah. So we said to excel means to do beyond others, to do beyond what you have done before, is to go to excellence, to get to the top. And we talked about a couple of things that can help us excel. We said we have to renew our minds. Change the way we think. Turn to somebody and say, you need to change the way you think. You need to change the way you think. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what we see today is a product of our imaginations. What, how we have been thinking. So if you are a hundred near, it's because you think like a hundred near. If you are a thousand near, it's because what? Come on, join me, because you think like a thousand near. If you are a millionaire, it's because you what? You think like a millionaire. And if you are a billionaire, it's because what? You think like a billionaire. So if you are a thousandaire, you still need to change the way you think. Are your offerings, you say, how, what do you mean a thousandaire? Your offerings is in thousands. That's how you know a thousandaire. If your offerings is in hundreds, what are you? A hundredaire. If your offerings is in tens, what are you? A tenier. You are a tenier. Oh, there are tenniers in this house. They are $20, $30 offering. That's a 10-year. And some people give in single, single digits. What are they? <laughs> we have to find a word for that one. Praise God. But we have to change the way we think. We have to change the way we think. That includes me. Praise God. But if you're already a millionaire, can you still increase? Yeah, there's a lot. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of people who are doing much better than millionaires. Yes. There are some, they say, what? 
your plane, your airplane is just five million dollars. That's that's cheap. That's cheap. Mine was just eleven million dollars. Praise God. Right. Some people are talking about houses. Some people are talking about buying islands. So can you just buy a house? Why are you living in one four square house? You need an island. <laughs> so you just have to change the way you think. There's a higher degree of thinking. Amen. We're using finances as, a, as an example because it's easier to measure. But there are other things that you have to increase your thinking about. Some people smile needs help. Praise God. They struggle to smile. You need to change the way you think. Smile should not be a struggle. It should come from inside. The spirit of joy on the inside of you. And so even if you smile once a while, that's good. But that's not good enough. You have to increase the joy of the Lord in your heart. So we have to change the way you think. So maybe you are, maybe once a while you think of something nice. And then many other times you think of things that are challenging, that are hard. So you need to change the way you think. Amen. Amen. Some people quarrel all the time, fight all the time. Why? Because of the way they think. They think everybody is against them. Every word is, is spoken as an insult. Every, so they, they see the negativity about everything. So they need to change the way they think. Praise God. Amen. So money is not the most important thing. It's one, just one of the important things. It's not the most and so don't just think when we're talking about renewing the mind, we're only trying to just get you to become rich. Because you can be rich and miserable. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. Even biology tells us that many people are sick because of the way they think. Uh, they're stressed out, worried out, feared out. You know, and, and then they become exposed to sickness. That's why you don't watch CNN or any other negative news network. You listen to the word of God. Amen. I said, amen. amen. Instead, you watch Victory Channel. Amen. If you watch Victory Channel, what do you think you're going to have? Victory! Yeah. That's what they broadcast, victory. So you don't spend your time meditating on negative things. And then we also talked about the fact that you're going to have to work on your imagination. Amen. What is imagination? Is how the ability to create pictures. And, and keep the pictures even when you can see them physically. Many people don't use their imagination properly. The day after service, after I finished preaching on imagination, one of my daughters was in my office smiling very broadly. I said, why are you so happy? He said, I'm thinking about what we are going to eat when we get home. <laughs> she was using her imagination powerfully. Praise God. Praise God. Now she could be there moping and angry and worried and sad, but she was using her imagination positive. It's better than thinking of negative things. But just the same way you are thinking about what you are going to eat after lunch, you, you can be thinking of what you are going to dry. Somebody say, hallelujah! Thinking of what clothes God is going to bless you with, how you are going to win souls. You can be thinking of how you are going to impact nations. Your imagination can take you around the world. So you need to use it right. Don't limit it to rice and green beans. <laughs> Praise God. You can start from there. Some people have no imagination at all. So you can start, you can start using it for good things. But you can expand it. We say don't limit yourself by your imagination. Amen? Don't limit yourself in your imagination. Think big. 
begin to begin to practice dreams, visions and dreams and imaginations. Begin to have pictures of your future, your future home, your future marriage, your future children, your future ministry. Begin to see them now and imagine them. And then finally, uh, last week I mentioned a little bit about overcoming distractions. Distractions are biggies. Because the enemy knows that if you can imagine it, you can see it in your mind, you can receive it. So one of the ways it works is to stop you from that imagination. And one of the biggest ways he does that is through distractions. There are external distractions and there are internal distractions. People distract themselves by thinking thoughts and fighting on, on, on necessary battles in their minds. They let themselves to be distracted by how they feel. Praise God. Now, let me just, let me just read again some of the definitions of distraction. I've not gotten into today's message. This is, this is a recap from last few weeks so that we can build on it. Amen. Praise the Lord. He said to distract means to draw away or to divert as the mind, as of the mind, or attention is to draw away the mind. So the Bible says in, 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 in 2 Corinthians 4, it said the, word, the God of this world blinds the minds of people who believe not. He doesn't blind their eyes. He blinds their minds. Because the eyes is not the main thing. Yeah. You can be looking and not seeing. Jesus says so many people are looking, looking, looking. They don't see nothing. Their, their ears are open, but they can hear. They are, the sounds are entering, but it's not registering. And one way he does that is to distract the mind. There are people who could be in church, and they are thinking of something else. There are people who could be reading the word of God, but their minds are not there. They are thinking of the Avengers. They're thinking of the movie that they watched. And so they, can, they can't receive anything. So you think they are there, you think they are hearing you, but their minds are somewhere else. And so we're going to have to deal with distractions, especially in today where there are too many gadgets to distract. Facebook, FaceTime, TikTok, uh, WhatsApp, uh, what are the other things, Instagram, many, many, many gadgets. Twitter. And, and phones, so many people can't live 30 minutes without their phones. If they lose their phone, they faint, you know, because th their lives are in their phone. Yeah. But it's, it has become a major distraction. People are addicted to their phones. People are addicted to social media. It's an addiction, just like drugs. It's a new drug. You don't take cocaine, but you take Facebook. It's a new drug. They will soon have rehabilitation centers for Twitter users. Because people are distracted. People get accidents. Yeah, I had an accident. A guy was young, the youth was driving. The friend texted her and said, These are these two cutie dogs I just saw. And she picked up the phone to look at the two cutie dogs, and bam, she was in heaven. <laughs> Is it worth it? No. no. The distraction. Put your phone off. Turn down. Turn it down. Who no matter who is calling. You don't have to turn around and try to watch pictures or see things when you are driving. It's a good, it's a fast way to go to heaven. And we need you here on earth. 
To distract also means to disturb or trouble greatly in the mind. So many times the enemy, if he cannot lure you to some of these things, he just tries to trouble your mind. Anger, animosity, offense. These things bombard your mind with negative pictures, negative feelings. So people are distracted sometimes all by themselves. Just they are on their own and they are distracted. They can't focus. They can't focus. And that's one reason why sometimes faith seems weak. People are hearing the word, but they are not focused on it. And thirdly, he said, is to provide a, ple- a pleasant diversion for amusement or entertainment. It's another way of distraction. To, uh, to, to, to provide a, dis- a, 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 perversion, a, a distraction, a, a pleasant diversion. So you are going this way, and then you suddenly find something going the other way, and you want to check it out. And then you get distracted. Sometimes people never come back to where they were going initially. So we're going to have to deal with this. If you're going to think right, you're going to have to deal with distractions. Internal distractions. Don't spend all your time on your phone. Some people spend three hours, four hours on the phone, talking, 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 talking. And they don't spend 15 minutes to study the word. You're going to get distracted. So you're going to have to fight for your mind this season. Somebody say amen. Amen. You're going to have to fight against distraction. Today, I just want to build on that. I'm not going to be long. I'm going to be talking about hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. How to change your self-image. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. How to change your self-image. One of the things I said on the New Year Eve or maybe the Sunday after is that if you, if, you, if you renew your mind properly, you can actually change your personality. You can change yourself. You can change from being, from being fearful to becoming bold. You can change from being lazy to being disciplined. And, 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 and uh, um, the Bible says diligent. You can become diligent. You can change yourself from being shy to becoming bold and assertive. You can change yourself from, 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 from be walking in lack of faith to walking in strong faith. You can change your self-image. You can change yourself for look from, from being poor to becoming rich, even without any financial increase. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's go to Genesis chapter number one. I'm going to start from there. We're going to um, just go along with the Holy Ghost and, and stop where time allows us and continue some other time. You'll come to church again if Jesus starts, won't you? I said you will come to church again. Yeah, you will. You will. I know you will. In the, let's start from verse 26 for time. Genesis chapter number 1. This is one of those days you want to preach from Genesis to Revelation. But like I said, I won't belong. Uh, it's, it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fire of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. Say image. image. Say it again. Image. image. Say it again. Image. God created man in his own what? In his own image and in his own likeness. 
And the Bible says, so God created man in his own image. In the image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fire of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. You see, right from Genesis chapter number one, the word image is a big deal. The Bible says God created man, what? In his own image. God was about projecting his image in the form of man. God wanted to have a self-image projected out. So image is a big thing. Image is a big thing. God created man in his image. You are created in the image of God. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Of course, some of you say, what's the definition of image? I'll tell you. I looked at it up for you because some of you would not. Amen. It's a physical likeness or representation of a person, animal, or thing. Photographed, painted, sculptured, or otherwise made visible. So, again, it's a representation, a physical likeness, something that is made in the likeness of another being, Either you photograph it, you paint it, you sculpture it, uh, you sculpt it, I think that's the better word, or otherwise to make it visible. So, so God created an image of himself. You know, if you read the scriptures, you discover that God lives in inapproachable light. He couldn't be seen. So for him to be seen, he needed to make an image of himself. So humans, man, was created in the image of God. It's like God says, well, you can't see me. I'm going to take a picture of myself and I'm going to show you. And that picture is going to be called man. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So man is an image of God. We're created in the image. Images are important things. One of the first things God said to them when he was giving them the the Ten Commandments and the law, one of the first commandments, he said, don't make any graven image. Nothing in the earth, nothing in the sky, because none of these things look like God. Can you imagine making God to look like a snake? You're saying that is the image of God, or from a wooden thing. Even if you sculpture it, the Bible says they can't speak, they can't talk, they don't have eyes that see, so that's not a right image. Because when God wanted to make an image of himself, he did not make a stiff wood. He made a living, breathing Talking being like him. That is the image of God. So really, if you want to serve God and you want to, you can't see him, you want to serve the image of God, who should you serve? People. Because the people are the image of God. They are the ones that are the best representation of God. They are the likeness of God. Nothing else looks like God than a human being. That's why I say, don't make rocks like me. Don't make gold. Gold is not like me. No matter how much you, you are a good artist, but if, if, if it stands like this for, 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 for 20 years, it means that you are saying, that's the way I stand for 20 years. So that's not an image of me. God is alive. Amen. 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 So an image is a picture, a reflection of something produced by a device, like a mirror lens, Also, an image is a mental representation of something previously seen 
in the absence of the original stimulus. So you can create an image of something uh, that you saw and then so that you can have a remembrance of it. Somebody say hallelujah. So today I just want to spend a few minutes to talk about changing your self-image. How do you think about yourself? Who do you think you are? How well do you see yourself? What image do you project of yourself? How do you think you are? How smart are you? How wise are you? How rich are you? These are things that people don't realize that they actually project an image of how they think of themselves for others to see. Let me put it this way. An image is a projection of your thoughts and imagination. When you are imagining and thinking about it, nobody sees it. But when your thoughts become visible, become projected, it becomes an image. Just like a director of a movie can have an idea and he can have a thought and he can have a story. But eventually, if he creates the picture and he can project it onto a screen, when you see the screen, then you can tell what the director was thinking. So an image is something that can be seen that represents something else that may or may not be seen. So my question today is what image are you projecting? Do you project a rich image or a poor image? Do you project a smart image or a dumb image? Do people look at you and think you are so wise or you are so dumb? Why do they think that? Because of the image that you project. Do people look at you and say, this person must be rich or this person must be poor? And many times, the people who are poor, people don't know because they project a different image. And many times, the people who are rich, people don't know because they project a different image. So what you see is not necessarily what is right. It's just the image that they project. You know, many people are so turned on to Hollywood, and we know that Hollywood, they are image experts. Yes. That's what they do for a living, yeah. to project images, to make you see pictures. And many of us think that many of those people we see on television look like that in real ground, until you pass them 10 times and you won't recognize them. Because before they come out, there's an image they want to project. So they hire someone to do their hair, to do their eyes, to do their ears, to do their nose, to do, you know. They do all of that because of the image they want to project. And there's nothing wrong with that because they want to project their best image. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. They may be broke, but they want to project what? A rich image. Some people think these people are rich. Like everybody thought Michael Jackson was so rich until we heard he died poor was owing everybody. He didn't hear that. His house was old. His cars were old. He was, he was broke. But what kind of image did he project? Rich on top. So many times what people see is not necessarily true. It's the image that they project. 
Let me say some questions. Let me just give you some points. I'm not going to be long, like I said. And I'm going to start talking a little bit after that on how to project the right image. First of all, nobody is richer than you. Amen. The Bible says all things are yours. Nobody's richer than you. Now, the person may project an image that looks richer, but the person is not richer than you. You, you have access to everything you need for life. In short, how rich are you? God asked me that question one time. Some people, when they ask you how rich are they, 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 they consult their bank account. Your money is not how, that determines how wealthy are you. Let me ask you, if somebody wants to buy your right eye, just the right eye, how much will you sell it for? What? You say, huh? People, you know people are buying body parts. Somebody wants to buy your left uh, kidney. How much will you sell it for? How much is it worth? If somebody gives you a million dollars, will you sell two of your eyes? It's illegal. But yeah, like I said, people do it in the black market. Would you do it? So, are you worth more than a million dollars? I say, are you worth more than a million dollars? So people say, how much are you worth? So my network is, 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 is 20,000. What's foolishness? One tooth is worth more than 20,000. One real tooth is worth more than that. How, 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 how much will you sell your heart? How, how much is it worth? How much is it worth? You want more than you think. Somebody say, hallelujah. You're, nobody's richer than you. Nobody is. Nobody is. You are very, 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 very rich. Very rich. Very rich. And you have to begin to project that image, that thought. You have to keep that thought in your mind. You are not, your bank account is not sufficient to tell how rich you are. I heard some, some, some newspapers were trying to describe the wealth of pastors. And they said, this one pastor was richest in Africa or Nigeria. And they said he was worth 150 million. Some people would say, wow, yeah, that's a good word. The guy came out and said, oh, foolish God is foolish newspaper. How can they say I'm worth just 150 million? He said, they don't know anything about my worth. 150 million? What kind of change is that? So people would have been happy to say they are worth a million. I'm a, I'm a millionaire. But, but he, he was insulted. And people thinking he was worth just 150 million. Let me ask you again. How much are you worth? How much are you worth? You see, but even though people can say that in church and what much, but the Pro, the, the image they project to people is that I'm poor. I don't I can hardly live. I don't have nothing. I'm just a, a worm in the dust. And so they treat them with that image that they project. You're going to have to change the self-image. Nobody's wiser than you. Nobody's smarter than you. Do you know that? How many brain cells do you think the, the other guy has that you don't have? Everybody has the same number of uh, size of brain. When Albert Einstein died, they thought his brain was bigger. They, couldn't, they still preserved it today. And they discovered his, his brain was just the same size as everybody else. He just used it more. Some people just use theirs and fry that. theirs watching uh, reruns of Desperate Housewives. But your brain has the capacity of a genius. 
Moreover, when you are born again, the Bible says you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. There is no way you can be born again and be a dumb dumb. You have the mind of Christ. You are smart. I mean, the Hebrew boys in the Old Testament said, let me tell you, you know, we, don't have to, we don't have to go to your regular school or eat your regular food. Just test us. We'll let you know that we are smart by the Spirit of God. We're smarter than you think. You're smarter than you think. If you don't use all your time thinking about Chick-fil-A, you discover you can bring up something nice. You can think something creative. You can think something that the world has never seen before. One reason why many people find problems difficult to solve is that they never spend time to think through it. They just say it's so hard. I just can't do with it. It's too problem. Let, let the experts deal with it. If you think about it, you discover you are an expert. If you don't know, study about it. Go to the library, read it. Thank God for other things like Google today. You can actually research it and you will discover that you know more than you thought you know. You can know what the professors know. You're smarter than you think. But some people carry an image of, I'm a down, down. They don't have a high school diploma. I don't have a degree. There are people who don't have a degree. They are billionaires today. Creating technology that people with degrees cannot understand. Many of the foremost people, like Bill Gates, didn't have a college degree. So your degree is not a determinant of how smart you are. It's just to encourage some people to let them know that they are smart. But it's not the determinant. Right? So if you want to just encourage yourself, go get a degree. But the degree is not the determinant of how smart you are. You are created in the image of God. Amen. The wisdom of God is in you. The spirit of God lives in you. You are created to be a creator. It doesn't matter what level of education you have. Education actually forces and disciplines your mind to make use of it. It doesn't make you smarter. Everyone was created smart. I said everyone was created smart. You're richer than you think you are. You're smarter than you think you are. Somebody say hallelujah. You're stronger than you think you are. You're stronger than you think you are. People think, oh, I'm just so weak. Many times if you hear some testimony, some people, somebody, a lady, a car fell on her child. She picked it up with her hands. She was not Hercules. You say, how is that possible? You can Yes, you can. The body has abilities that has never been used. Never been used. You're stronger than you think. Some people run one mile and they faint. Let somebody be pursuing them with a cutlass. They will run five miles at the same pace. Even increasing in speed. How does the body do that? Because the body has abilities that have never been harnessed. You're stronger than you think you are. Many of the things that are limitations are projections that are wrong. And the person is projecting it on himself and to others. And people see them that way. They see them frail. See them weak. See them poor. Because they are projecting the wrong image. This is one thing God said to me. You know, uh, beginning to get into the media more and more because of some of the things we have to do. And, and the fact that many people are stuck at home. Praise God. And they are stuck with fear. Praise God. Well, so we have to reach them anyway. 
And so we have to depend on the cameras, and we have cameras. We are ordering new ones as well. We have to depend on uh, editing suites, uh, softwares that help us, you know, change and arrange the things we want us to have. And then we also have to depend on uh, a means of, of, of projecting it, either projecting it on the wall or projecting it online and broadcasting it. And so this is the means of creating images and projecting it. But God said to me, do you know that when I created everyone, I created them with the best cameras, with the best editing suits, and the best projectors? Everyone is going everywhere with a camera. It's called your eyes. Your eyes is the best camera. In short, any camera they are bringing that today, there's none that compares to the human eyes. You have a camera. Somebody say hallelujah. You're taking pictures all the time. In high depth. Now it's 4K. Praise God. Better than any kind. You're, you are recording. You are recording what you are seeing. You have a high level powered camera with you. And then when you record it, you have an editing suite. You delete some things in your mind. Some people even add some things that were not in the picture. <laughs> hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. And eventually, they project what they have been dealing in their mind and their body and their attitude becomes the canvas or the screen where they project what they have been thinking about. So you are actually a media walking <laughs> on the streets. And people are seeing in your attitude, in your, the screen of your body, what you have been picturing and what you have been editing and producing. That's what people are seeing. So you are a walking movie on the street. If you have been thinking negative thoughts, what will happen on the screen of your face? It will show it. Your face will be sad. It will be squeezed up. You are looking angry, anxious. Why? Because of the... Maybe you took a picture of some negative stuff. You, pro you processed it and enhanced it and now it's on your face. You become, you have become a, a, a projector. And if you do it long enough, you not only will you project it on your skin, you pro, broadcast it abroad. You transfer it to other people. And so God is telling us this morning that we have the ability to change the image that we receive and the image that we project. You can change what people see. You can change what you are projecting for others to see. You can change your self-image. It makes a difference. You see, because the way the world operates, they work with images. Yeah. If two people come, they say they need a job. One came late, looking haggard. His shoes are laughing. He has some very uh, 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 scent you don't want to smell. And, 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 and he's asking for a, a, good, a good job, a managing that position. And the other one comes up all cleaned up, looking nice, shoe polished, and, and, and has a nice, nice odor to him. Praise God. Who do you think is going to get a job? The clean one. Why? You see, the guy is partial. He did it because my color was darker than the other one. That's not the reason why. There is something that you projected in the image of your life that was not desirable. And so, he wouldn't want you to walk around there. 
And people, do, people don't understand that's how life is every day. Somebody's looking for a husband or a wife, and then he projects an image of a biter. <laughs> a fighter. I will just wring your neck if you talk to me like that. I will put a map on your face with my fingers. What do you think the brother is going to do? <laughs> Bible says, flee, youthful us. Why? Because of the image that you are projecting. And some people don't know they are projecting such images. Somebody asked me one time, I don't understand why. Only unbelievers keep approaching me. All the believers don't seem to like me. The, the only unbelievers keep trying to talk to me to be their friend. What do you think the, project, the problem is? The pro, the, what he or she is projecting is attracting unbelievers. The attitude, the lifestyle, the dress style, all these things are projections. That's what people see. So you're going to have to walk on the image that you project because it affects how people relate to you. Somebody say hallelujah. So if you're going to change your life this year, you want to go to the top, you're going to have to begin to project an image of someone on top. One good way to do it, take a nice picture. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, how do you do the hangout around the right folks? Go away and go to someone you believe is the kind of life you want to be and record them in the, in the canvas of your mind. Edit them, meditate on them, and let it begin to become the, the image that you project. It will change your life. It will change your life. Most people don't become rich because they have money. They become rich because they start by changing the image inside and the project. You have to become rich inside first before money comes to you. Money has a mind. The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 28, it says that these blessings will pursue you and overtake you. So they have legs, they can run. So they are pursuing some people. What are they doing from others? They're running from them, going in the wrong direction because of the image that they project. They carry a poor image. If you carry a poor image, you receive a poor life. Let me give you an example. Two people come. They don't tell you how much they need. They just say, please, can you have, help me with some money? One has tattered shoes, tattered clothes, a torn bag, uh, looking dirty. And the other one uh, has nice clothes. Uh, crocodile shoes. If you want to give the one with crocodile shoes, how much do you think you will give it to him? You think you give him a dollar? No. If you give him a dollar, your heart will prick you. <laughs> you say, no, that's not what he needs. You probably will look for your $100 change if you're giving at all. And give him like $300. But the guy who comes with tattered clothes and, and, and knows, if you want to give it to him, what will you give him? Give him $1. You think, oh, I'm doing you a big favor. This one dollar, you probably can't even spend all of it. <laughs> Why? Because of the pro, the way you perceive. The way the man is perceived. And they both may have the same amount of money, which is zero. Praise God. 
but one projects an image. And the other one, a positive, the other one projects a negative image. So many times the way people live, they wonder why people don't talk to them. If you carry an image that you look like you're mean, you don't want to talk to anybody, you, are, you, are, you, don't, you don't have time for anybody, what, what do you think will happen to people who don't want to talk to you? They won't talk to you. They won't talk to you. Because of the image you are projecting. And so if you want people to begin to talk to you, what will happen? You are going to have to change the image you are projecting. You may not like to be that way or talk that way, but you're going to have to have a friendly image. The Bible says anyone who has wants a friend must he himself become friendly. You're going to have to project a friendly image. And all this starts by... Receiving the word of God, meditating on it, and projecting the right image. So I'll give you three points and I'll close this morning. How to change your self-image. One, you're going to have to take the right pictures of yourself and of the kind of image that you want to project. Put on 1 Corinthians 15.33 up. Hallelujah. And one way to do that is right association. It makes a lot of difference. If you keep seeing negative pictures, wrong pictures, wrong imaginations, it will begin to grow up in your mind. The Bible says, be not deceived. When the Bible says, be not deceived, what does that mean? Some people can be deceived. Many are deceived. He said, evil communications corrupt good manners. The things you hang around eventually get recorded in your hard drive. So you have to watch it. The Bible said, don't hang around an angry man. He said, you will learn his ways. So who should you hang around with? Happy people. Happy people. Joyful people. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So if you're angry all the time, you won't have friends. And it is scriptural not to have friends if you're angry all the time. Because God advises other people not to hang out with you. So you're going to have to begin to change. You say, but I don't feel like smiling. Get a smile. Practice a smile. Project the right image. Look at smiling people. Hang out with laughing people. And soon enough, you'll begin to smile like everybody else. But you should. Amen. Amen. So when the Bible says that evil communication, it was not just only talking about stealing, killing, lying, and stuff like that. Those things are wrong. You don't want to hang out with the teeth. You end up stealing. Or you, will be, you go to jail for not stealing, but just being a friend of a thief. You know, the law says that if a car is stopped and there's marijuana in the car or uh, controlled substance, everybody in the car is liable to go to jail. Just because you hung out, you're hanging out with the wrong folks. So the people you hang out with is important. And one way to hang out with people today is on, on the media. You can hang out with people on your phone. You can hang out with people on Facebook. You can hang out with people on television. Some people will never go to a club, but they hang out in the club anyway. How did they do it? HBO. They are in the club. You say, how do I know? Everything happening in the club is right there. The music is there. The dancing is there. The alcohol is there. Just does come out. You know, but, but they are in the club. They are hanging out there. And soon enough, you start using cuss words, and you don't know where it came from. You're recording those things. 
to choose where you hang out. Choose the people you hang out. Again, like I said, oftentimes you can't stop a bird from flying over your head. But you can stop it from building a nest in your house. If you walk in a secular job, that sometimes you can't help but listening to unbelieving music because that's what they are playing. When I walked in the secular world, every three words from where I walked was a cuss word. It was like F means everything. <laughs> There's no meaning of that word. They use it for everything, everything, everything. I, first, I'm trying to figure out what the meaning was. I just concluded it means anything they want it to mean at any time. It has no specific meaning. You hear it blankly, blank, 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 every day. You may not be able to avoid it. If you can, you should. But you have to renew your mind. You're going to have to take your mind out of there. During my lunch break, I had to go listen to the word and meditate on the word of God. Because if you do not, those thoughts will begin to find a stronghold. In your mind. And some people hang out with all kinds of stuff. Again, like I said, at work, you may have to hang out with some of these folks. But you have to create a time where you hang out with the right folks. And that's one reason you can't miss church. The church is a happy place. Somebody say, hallelujah. We just start by praising and dancing. Somebody say, hallelujah. Rejoicing in the Lord. Singing. And if you hang out with happy folks like us, you're going to live here happy. Joyful all the time. Joyful. Not sitting at home watching uh, gun smoke, it will depress you at home. Come out and rejoice, amen. amen. So, choose your friend wisely, your friends wisely, hang out with the right kind of folks. Because one way you get the pictures that you end up processing is by the things you hang out with. You can get the pictures anywhere else, and that's one reason why you spend time with the word of God. You know, I, like I work with the media department uh, a lot. And one of the things I keep telling them, no matter how smart the video editor is, if the cameraman take wrong pictures, shaky pictures, jerky pictures, there's nothing they can do with it because they can edit those kind of things out. If they are going back and forth, panning unnecessarily, they are going to spoil it for the one who is editing. So you start by taking the right pictures. The right pictures is where you start from. So if you have the wrong pictures, you can't edit it to become good pictures. So you start by making sure that when you are behind the camera, you know this is where the whole production starts from. You're going to have to focus at the right time, at the right thing. You're going to have to keep it right. That's the same way if you want to have your life change, you have to start by getting the right pictures. Hang out with the right folks. Hang out with the word of God. Somebody say hallelujah. Spend time. We say it all the time in this church. It's more like, like, like a cliche. Now, spend time in the word. Spend time in the word. Spend time. But I see many times people, people don't really, really spend time. They take it, but they don't. They spend 15 minutes and they read their chapter for the day. They say, wow, I did a great thing. Plus God minus the devil. Here we go. And they don't understand that you need to spend good time with the word. Study. Study to show yourself approved. Memorize the word. Repeat it to yourself. You say, Pastor, I want to get rich. This is how you do it. Because many times the reasons why money is not coming is not how that work, how that work, how that work. It's because of the, the image you have and that you project. 
And if you can change the self-image and you project the right image, it will attract the right kind of wealth, the right kind of contract, the right kind of idea. Somebody will come to you and say, I have an a business idea. I think you got the right partner. But if you project the wrong image, they won't even think of you when they have an idea. You're going to have to change that image of yourself. And it's serious. It's serious. Some people have a lazy image of themselves. And that's what people see. Listen, until if it's what you see about yourself that you actually project for other people to see. So many times people are trying to change what other people see. That's not where it starts from. You're going to have to change it in how you see yourself. How you see yourself. So you're going to have to take the word of God and change the thoughts. By first of all, spending time with the right kind of folks, the right kind of work. The second point is that you're going to have to meditate. Before we look at meditate, just put up Proverbs 13, 20. Proverbs chapter number 13, verse 20. Let's look at that verse of scripture. And then we'll take the two more points and we'll round up today. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You're living here with a different image that you came in from. Amen. Amen. Some of you are going to sit home and develop the image of a millionaire. When you walk around, people are going to look at you and say, wow, that's a rich guy going there. You know, you know rich folks don't walk like this. You say, what's the difference? It's a wrong image. If you're walking like you, They know you are not rich because you are projecting a wrong image. You're going to have to practice how you work. Somebody say hallelujah. You see, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Because the image you project determines what you attract. It matters. There's a time Pastor B was working in a secular job. And every, she was not a manager. She was just, just a new employee. Every time people come to the store and they say, oh, are you the manager? Can I, you know, why? Because of the image that she projected. They'll pass the manager and come and talk to her and say, please, uh, you, you are the manager, right? Can you send that one to go and do so? Because of the image that you project. The way you carry yourself. You're going to have to begin to work on your dressing. Some people need to put a little extra effort in looking nice. Let me come this way. <laughs> praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. You, you need to put in an extra effort in dressing nice. Don't just slap anything on your head, slap anything on your foot, you know, throw something on your shoulder and you are on your way. You, you, you may give the wrong image. The wrong image. Takes time. It'll look nice. I say amen. amen. Start by brushing your teeth. Praise God. You say, oh, yeah, that's simplistic. Girl, some people need it. And add mouth wash if you have to. <laughs> Praise God. There are many people who have lost a job by the jawbone of an ass. <laughs> now, scripture says, <laughs> something destroyed soldiers. Some people are destroying soldiers today. Take care of yourself. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. 
Look nice. Polish your shoes. Practice your work. Somebody say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. One of the things the Bible says that happened to King uh, to, to, to King Solomon, the Bible says when she back in, she saw the way they were dressed. She saw the order of that things, the way their tables were arranged. You can imagine how their, 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 their houses were fixed. The Bible says she saw the wisdom of Solomon. And then she brought spices and gold. And, can, do you think if she came and everybody was just throwing food, say, Solomon, here's your lunch. <laughs> she would have given... She would have given 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 some spices. She would have carried all her things and left. People don't know why. People don't give to them. The image they project. It says, "He that walketh with the wise men shall be wise." This is a, these are statements. It's not just suggestion. These are telling you if you walk with the wise, you will be wise. He said, "But a companion of fools shall be destroyed." If your friends are fools, I don't need to prophesy. You are on the path of destruction. Fools, you see, fools. My friends are not fools. The Bible said the fool said in his heart, "There is no God." If they are acting like God doesn't exist, they are living their lives without the fear of God. They are fools. And the Bible says that's the path to destruction. You're going to have to hang out with the right folks. Two, meditation. Meditation. To meditate means to repeat, to think about it, to spend time, to, 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 to edit it. Somebody say hallelujah. Bring out your Adobe Premiere and edit it in your mind. Cut out some stuff and add the right kind of music in the background. And let it become able to enter into your system the way you want it to be. You're going to have to meditate. This is one thing that many Christians have forgotten. Meditation is the, is the secret of deep and lasting impression. Meditation is supposed to change the way you think. You take the word of God, you take the picture that God is projecting from his word, and you use it to renew your mind, to pull down the way you used to think. God has an image that the word projects. He says you are sons of God. He says you are heirs of God. All things are yours. He says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So God projects an image of strength, an image of wealth, an image of joy, an image of peace. And if your life is not looking like what the word of God says, you're going to have to take the word of God, meditate on it, until the image that you have in you and that is projected begins to change. That's the right way to change your life. Many times people think, oh God, just send me money. Oh God, just give me a new job. Oh God, just change my house. Give me a new husband. And then they are in the third marriage and fault. Because the problem is not the spouse. You're going to have to change the image. That you have and that you project. And you're going to have to do it by the renewing of your mind. You're going to take the word of God and pull down strongholds. Your mind says, hey, this is the way you are. Easily offended. You say, no, that's not me. I have the fruit of love, joy, 
patience, kindness. I am not easily offended. I'm not going to react anytime people talk to me. I'm not going to be sad anytime people rebuke me. No, I'm going to walk in patience and kindness. And even if they speak harshly to me, I'm going to speak kindly to them. And you're talking to yourself in your bedroom when you are doing all of this. And if you talk to yourself long enough, somebody may even slap you on one cheek. What will happen? You think it happens out there in the street? That's where they learned it. No! The man has been meditating on the word of God. Renewing his mind. Changing the way he thinks. Changing the image of himself. Saying, I'm not like that. No, I'm not easily offended. I'm not like that. I have the fruit of the spirit. I have the fruit of joy. I have the fruit of peace. If people keep asking you all the time, are you sad? What's wrong? Why are you sad? Why are you squeezed? Change the image. Go back to your closet. Take the word of God. Begin to see yourself as joyful. Joyful in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord. And dance around in your bedroom. Oh God, something good is about to happen to me. When you renew your mind in your bedroom, when you come out, people are going to say, what's happening to you? You're smiling. You're shining. Something good just happened. What people, pro- what you project on the outside has to do with what you have meditated on in the privacy of your room. Somebody say hallelujah. Joshua chapter number 1 verse 8. Bible said the book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate on it day and night. That there thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. He said then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. It's going to take meditation. And it's an act many people have lost. And one way the enemy has stolen this from people is because he has made them addicted to distractions. No time to meditate. No time. They are multitasking at the same time. Doing ten things. No time to shut these things out and think on the word of God. And let the picture of God's word be impressed in the canvas of their heart. And so that they can now project it in the expression of their faces and their mouths and their actions. You're going to have to create that image inside of you first. And then to begin to come out when you go out to speak. Put on Psalm chapter number one. The Bible says that, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law does he meditate day and night. He said he shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. He said, but the unrighteous is not. So they are like the shark. That the wind blows. So one is bringing forth their fruit. The other one is being carried away by circumstances. Why? Because one decided to delight in the law of the Lord. And to meditate on it day and night. Spending time renewing your mind. Thinking these thoughts. Thinking these thoughts. I am the righteousness of God. I am not a sinner. I am not prone to sin. There is no excuse for me to sin. I can never lie again. My mouth will only speak good things. I am the righteousness of God. He by himself took away all of my sin. The nature of sin is destroyed. Oh, 
I am delivered from the dominion of darkness. I am the righteousness of God. I represent God everywhere I go. Everything I say is from the word. Everything I think is based on the word. Everything I do comes from the word of God. I am the light of the world. Oh, I shine in darkness. Darkness cannot comprehend or stop me. Wherever I go, where there is darkness, my light shines for this is in your bedroom. You're doing this in yourself. And as you are meditating on it, your mind is being changed. Some people just read it in church on Sunday. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, yes, I like it. Oh, preach it, pastor. Preach it, preach it. And then they go out and then they find themselves lying, cheating, stealing, hiding, doing stuff that they shouldn't do. Because they have not spent time to meditate on the word of God. Somebody say Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter number 4 from verse 13. Very quickly. First Timothy 4 from verse 13. Put it up. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You're going to have to change your self-image this year. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You start thinking, you say, poor, oh, poor me. Nobody's giving me anything. My uncle didn't give me. Ask pastor, pastor didn't give me. Everybody's just hiding their stuff. Why, why are you the one asking and believe and struggle? You need to get the word of God and change your self-image. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. The Bible said, my God supplies how many? All of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Everything I put my hand to do prosper. I am anointed for the top. I have wisdom more than my teachers. Hey, everywhere I step on, everywhere the footstool of my feet steps on, God has given me as a possession. My path has fallen onto me in pleasant places. I am the anointed of God. God gives me power to get well. <laughs> Money cometh to me now from the north, south, east, and west. I am so favored. Once you begin to think like that and you walk out of your room, money will look for you. People will just come to you and say, I don't know why, I just feel like giving you some money. Because you are projecting an image of prosperity. But if you keep thinking of your B, ah, after Pepco B comes, the, 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 the uh, uh, gas B comes. After the gas B comes, now the rent has come. Now after the rent has come, the child school fees has come. Who, who can deliver me? <laughs> when you come out of the room, you're walking like this. <laughs> oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then people see you walking like that. What did they do? They run away, take another time. You don't know that what you're doing in the bedroom, in the privacy of your time, is being projected on the canvas of your face. And people relate to you that way. But if you want to change your life, you're going to have to change it in the privacy of your meditation. Till I come, give attendance to the reason of to exhortation, to doctrine. Continue very quickly. He said, neglect not the gift that is indeed, which was given thee by prophecy and with the laying on of hands of the breast presbytery. Meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Somebody say hallelujah. So if you begin to meditate on the things that God has given to you and you begin to think about it, he said your profiting will begin to appear. It will begin to show you. We project a life of success. We project it. We came into this country, myself, my wife, 
our first daughter, we had $100 in our pocket. That's all we had. We've never been here, didn't have a job. From day one to day, we have never asked an individual for money. Never have. We had some talent in time. The times we was not sure where we were going to get food from. We never did. But we meditated on the word. Guess what happened when we really needed help and we didn't ask anybody? Guess what happened? People began to give to us. Somebody called me one time. Never did before, never did after. Say, what, what, what? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Say, write this number down. Say, why? Say, just write. Wrote a pen down. He says, go to uh, Western Union and collect this money. Never said a word. Never communicated anything. Never did it before and has never did it, done it after then. So why? The Holy Ghost must have spoken to him. People, people brought groceries to our house just to give it to us. Many times. We didn't have a church like this. It was not because we were asking, begging, struggling. No, because we were what? Meditating on the word of God. We never put a pro, we never projected a poor image. You'll never see us act like that. Oh, we are in need. I wish somebody would just help. Never. Poverty attracts more poverty. We project an image of wealth, an image of strength, an image of health. That's why we are wealthy, healthy, and strong. It has to start in the quiet of your heart. You're going to have to deal with the thoughts. The times you feel, oh no, this is it. This is the last straw that broke the camel back. Say, there is no camel here. As sons of God, no, no straw breaks nothing in this place. Change the thoughts. Take the word of God. Pull it down. Refuse to be sad. Hallelujah! I say hallelujah. hallelujah. I said to you sometimes, the knucklehead leaves. Don't get sad. Just flush. <laughs> continue. <laughs> hallelujah. hallelujah! No, that's something that I got from the minister's conference. <laughs> <laughs> I just came. <laughs> Don't get sad. Don't get depressed. Renew your mind. It, it's not always easy. It doesn't always go overnight. That's why the Bible said the word of God is powerful through God to the pulling down of stronghold, casting down imagination. Your mind wants you to just, just accept it. Just, just be real to yourself. Just accept it. You are weak. You have failed. No! I can never fail because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You pull down those thoughts. You come out looking nice, strong, and you attract victory because you believe. Bible says in Romans 8, we don't have time to read the whole of it. Read start from verse 1. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death. It didn't say carnal mind produces death. It says if you are thinking according to the flesh, it says you are dead. You're already a dead man. You're separated from God. 
If you let your mind begin to wander and walk and think and meditate on the flesh, he said you will not be able to receive from God. He said because the carnal mind is not subject to the word of God, neither indeed can be. So everything the word of God says, you can't enter into it because your thinking is set on carnal and natural things. And carnal is not just evil. It means just the natural way of doing things. You're going to have to break it by meditation. Take the word of God and renew your mind. Don't think like the rest of the world. The Bible says in Romans 12, he said, don't be conformed to the standard, to the pattern, to the mold of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So if you think like the rest of the world, you will be formed into the same mold like everybody else. But if you begin to change your mind, project the right image, think right, talk right, act right. I heard my pastor say one time, and this is very key. Pastor B also mentioned that maybe last week. He said, anytime you are going through trouble, the first thing that comes out of your mouth determines the result of that trouble. It's the it's principle of first fruits. You just, something, something just lands on your door. You say, oh, pari, oh, it has finished. Hey, you, you have finished it. You have finished it. Oh, no, I, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. You have caught your capacity to be sustained. So even if something big hits you at the door, what do you say? What small thing you on circumcised physicians coming against the child of God? You shall be reduced to nothingness. And I'm coming out of this better than I enter. If you think and talk like that, you project the image of victory. You have the ability on the inside. People are projecting the wrong things. How did David kill Goliath? It was it was with words. He said, he said, who is this Osiris Philistine? How can he be talking against the army of God? He said, God says we are in covenant partnership. Can't one small boy in this place take some little stones and kill that big man that is talking like that? People say, Shh. the brother says, shut up. I'm older than you. I mean, in the army many years. Can't you see the guy is a strong warrior? He has been fighting from the day he was born. Who are you? You are just a shepherd looking at little goats and you're coming to tell us what to do. And he says, oh, okay, sorry, brother. I don't want to offend you. He went to another soldier. I said, what did they say they are going to give to the man? <laughs> and eventually got to the king. He had a self-image which he projected and the people helped him to broadcast it. Whatever you project will be broadcasted. Be broadcasted. And eventually the king said, well, I'll give you my daughter, uh, but you have to kill that guy first. He said, simple. I did it with a lion. I did it with a bear. What's this uncircumcised Philistine? It's okay, take the weapons of the world. You know, if you are going to the world, every soldier has to wear a helmet. He said, no, I'm not walking by the system of this world. I'm walking by the faith in the covenant. And he took from five small stones. People said, this is suicide mission. But he went there and said, you come against me with spears, but I come against you with the name of God. Began to project an attitude of victory. I'm cutting your head off today, feeding you to the dogs. 
And that's exactly what happened. Does not his strength, does not his skill, does not his age. It was the image of God that he had. And he projected it. Won him the battle. Finally, you will have to act upon it by speaking it, by projecting it. So you meditate to create the right image. And then finally, you have to project it. One way to project it is to say it. You have to say it. You have to keep it in your mouth. You're projecting your words, create pictures. You're going to have to project what you believe. Nobody's going to say it for you. If you are a victor, say it. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Some people are thinking it means say so, 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 so. That's not what he said. He said, if you are redeemed, say you are redeemed. So when sickness is coming, what should you say? I'm redeemed from sickness. When poverty is coming, what should you say? I'm redeemed from poverty. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say they are redeemed. That's why we boast here. We boast in the law. No sickness. Come now. We are declaring that we are what? Redeemed of the Lord. Poverty can come now. We declare. We project it. People are free. See, if you talk like that, the devil will just attack. I'm saying it's not the devil. We hear that I know who I am. And that's why we project it. You're going to have to project it. You're going to have to, because that's how images are seen. It has to be projected. And so you don't hide your faith to yourself. You say it. People may think you're arrogant sometimes. People think it's braggadocious. But Paul said, if I boast, I boast in the Lord. And then you have to act the way. You have to act it. You have to put it on your face. You can't say, God supplies all my, all my needs according to his riches in glory. I don't know what to say. God supplies all my needs. You're going to have to act it. You're going to have to project it. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. You're going to have to be like the, the woman of Zarephath after the song had passed on. And, and, and Gehazi said, is it well? Everything well? He said, it's all well. Projected an image of well. Can you imagine if he started complaining to Gehazi? Gehazi would have taken him back. And we know what happened when even the prophet gave Gehazi the right. He couldn't do nothing because his eyes was after money. It's until he got to the prophet and said, I didn't tell you, I, did, I didn't tell you I wanted a child. Uh, you prophesied this thing on me. You are going to have to sustain it. You are following me. He said, let me send Gehazi. He said, no, you are coming, sir. You are coming with me. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Even when the husband says it's all well, he says it's all well. And then eventually she had a child raised back from the dead. What you project makes a difference. Hebrew boy says, Oh king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Our God is able to deliver us and he will. And if you change your mind or not, let it be known to the Lord, to, to you, Lord, that we are not bound to this man. Oh God, oh please, 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 King, please. For this moment, we serve God now. Oh, please now, please spare us. We are just trying to be religious here. They would have burned to creeps. You have to project the image of righteousness. The image of faith, the image of healing, the image of deliverance, the image of joy. 
You're going to project it. When you project it, others will see. That's the way faith works. You receive the word of God. The pictures the word of God is painting. You edit it in your heart. Make it your own. And you project it on the canvas of your life. And others will see the glory of God manifested in your life. Just lift up your hand and say after me. Say, thank you, Lord. I'm who you say I am. I have what you say I have. I can do what you say I can do. You said I'm seated in the heavenly realm with Christ Jesus. Far above. You need to project this word. Far above. All principality. All powers. All titles. All dominion. Both in this world and that which is to come. You said all things belongs to me. You said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is the image I have on the inside. This is your word. I meditate on it. I think on these things. I believe it with my heart. And I will project it with my mouth and with my action. From today, I will not be conformed to the standard of this world. I am transformed by the renewing of my mind to think and to act and to speak and to live according to your word. That people who see me will see the word made flesh, will see the word of God in action, will see the image of God's word projected in human canvas. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I'm not the same again. And I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, catch us at 1130 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.